You're listening to the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Christine, certified life coach, pain to power mentor, and creator of Embody You Mindset Mastery School. I'm here today to discuss living life after disease, disaster, or adversity, to discuss living life fully once again, a life of hope, peace, and resiliency, a life fully embodied. I utilize the lessons that I learned going through not one, but two primary cancers. I'm here today to guide you to the life of your dreams, turn your pain into power, and lead you back to yourself. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another transformational story. Today, we've got Tannis, and oh my God, you're going to want to hear this. Tannis has gone through such a whirlwind of a year, well, a couple of years, and the moves and shakes and changes that she has overcome and the adversity that she has overcome to become this unbelievable intuitive, wonderful, shifted person is worth the listen. So thank you so much, Tannis, for everything. And I look so forward to playing this video for you guys. Enjoy. Okay, so welcome, welcome. So today we've got Tannis here and Tannis is going to tell us a little bit about her story, her transformation, and a little bit about some of the advice that she would offer somebody in a similar situation. Tannis is a good friend of mine, so I'm looking so forward to this interview because a lot of this information I already know and some of it's new. So thank you so much for coming, Tannis. And uh, yeah, let's get let's get going. What's your story? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, as you know, I'm um, currently not working right now and that is a huge part of my story. And so, um, yeah, let's just, let's just get into it. So over the past year with, with COVID and being a new mother, I kind of discovered I am intuitive. And so that, you know, journey of the the spiritual and the kind of the energetic work has been very much um, uh, a new thing for me in the past year but definitely past six months and so um, the story today kind of going to start off with where I am today and kind of go back and how that kind of you know filtered into where I am at now and so the biggest leap I took was really following my intuition in May when I returned to work and Mm -hmm. I actually quit my job three days after returning from that leave. So that is how big the push was for me to really follow my intuition and really choose differently. Um, mm-hmm. I realized specifically with my career, I've had a pattern. It's, you know, I've been in the same kind of marketing admin role for like the, you know, nine years now. And so, you know, within those nine years, I've had about four different um, jobs within the nine years and every kind of the reason why I left each job was because of um, not being valued not being heard not being understood right Mm -hmm. kind of being like the underdog and so Mm -hmm. when I kind of came back 
off mat leave, um, it was the same story, you know, and I just, I really had that push to choose differently. And I am so happy I did. Um, I'm really following what I'm called to do. So let's just kind of stop there and kind of go as to how this came to be. So um, mm -hmm. right now we have a daughter, she's about 14 months. And so I was, I was pregnant and did have my, my mat leave during COVID. So that was like starting of May, 2020. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of grief going into motherhood because, you know, right off the bat, there was no social community. Um, I was really focused on my health at the time. You know, I was already doing some holistic practices. And so I did acupuncture and I was doing womb work. And so when, you know, COVID hit, it was just, you know, no appointments were being made. And I just didn't have like the experience I wanted to have. And so um, that kind of fell into postpartum rage, which is a bit different than postpartum depression. But I just realized I was, you know, you know, really just so irritable all of the time. And I know that's generally, you know, the, the case with your, your hormones being fluctuated, but it was just a lot to take in. And so, um, you know, it came to the time where it was like November, December, so about six months halfway through my mat leave. And I was like, mm, no, I just, I, I really can't do this myself. Like I need to go back to counseling because um, in, in my life, I've always turned to counseling, whether it would be for relationship advice or careers. And I think that's wonderful. I think everybody should just have like, everyone should go to therapy or counseling. It's just wonderful. And so- Agreed. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. as you know, Sarah Sand from Shift Into It, I found her about five years ago and I kind of, you know, off and on when, you know, I, I go see her whenever I need to. And so at this point in my life, it was November, 2020 and booked an appointment. And so we booked an appointment um, and we basically kind of worked through some grief, worked through like, you know, what, what isn't working, what was working, why I felt the need I couldn't pursue my creative passions because, you know, with Matt leave, I had some time to kind of journal and paint and just never happen. And so um, we talked through that. And one of the last questions that I was wondering about, because as people know, I guess I never really explained, but shift into it is um, a holistic approach to counseling. So they are intuitive people as well. And they really bring in spirit to kind of guide you through transitions. Mm -hmm. And so for me, being a new mother was a transition. And also um, my daughter Zoe really had qualities of my grandpa who passed away um, about a year and a half ago from, from today. Mm. And I just really, as soon as she was born, I really felt his presence. You know, obviously you can't really like understand what that, like your logical mind can't really say, oh, this is it, like you just feel it, right? And so um, at the end of the session, I asked, the, the counselor and I said, um, you know, I feel like my grandpa's here. Like, is he, like, how does he relate to Zoe? And she said, well, you're already asking a question that you know the answer to because, um, you know, I was already intuitive then, but I didn't really realize it. And Zoe was kind of that gateway, like, right? And so um, bringing another soul into the world is is a big deal. Like, it's not just, oh, giving birth and, you know, it's, it's really a sacred and that was kind of that, was like the gateway for me to access the spiritual realm was having having a child and so 
Excellent. After the, yeah, it's crazy. And so after the appointment, um, that was when I first had my first spiritual encounter with my grandpa. He came through to me. Um, I didn't. I didn't see anything. It was um, uh, hearing, so I could hear his voice. Mm-hmm. and very surreal and he had a lot of messages for people and so um i wrote them down um you know delivered them to people after within the next couple of weeks and then um it was january yeah beginning of january where i was like oh my goodness i was having experiences what's going on with me um you know all that just- would have been scary it, it was scary, yeah. And yeah. I didn't tell my husband for quite some time. Like, I think he knew about my grandpa, but there's a couple other stuff that as you go through this process, you, you feel things differently. You start to like see things and hear things. And I, you know, and so um, my grandpa came through to me again and he delivered a couple other messages. And so um, I guess my my kind of point with, with my grandpa coming in and into my life is basically, he was kind of like the first person to really step up in the family and allow my family to heal and myself to heal with with things going on in our life and so that's kind of the journey and so you know that was january so fast forward to now it's been a lot of work um and i've been gravitating toward different podcasts and i've been doing you know reiki work um I don't do Reiki work. I've been going to people who do Reiki work and I've been, you know, really toying with my purpose in life. Like what is my purpose? You know what I mean? And it's, it's, you know, again, speaking from my career past, I've never had a sense of purpose. I've never felt fulfilled. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, leading up to going back to Matt leave, the spirit world was really kind of pushing for me to open up and to just be like, okay, like this is who I am kind of thing. And so what happened was I did some past life regression work and um, I was rereading my old journals because a big part of who I am is I journal. Um, I journal since I was like, you know, 12 and I've been really, as I've been rereading my journals, I've been discovering that I was so intuitive back then. And I, um, I feel like the people who, you know, my classmates and people who were around me at the time, they're going to be like, oh, that was so you. Like I, I, I was writing, I journaled, I you know, was into like, you know, Harry Potter and stuff and not really knowing why I just really enjoyed it. Right. And so going back to my journals, I was 15 when I wrote this sentence and I was reading back and it said, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm put on this earth to make people understand and to feel, but it's a heavy burden feeling these feelings. That's what I wrote when I was 15 because I didn't know that I was just such an old soul and I just, I felt things differently. Like I just took it on. And so um, moving forward to what I think is um, the best example of how, um, how should I wear this? Is just the best example of how this kind of showcased for me and how I took feelings on and I re- how I really am like a true kind of, um, how should I put this? I'm not really the right, the right word, but basically it's like, you know, when you're in flow as compared to when you're not in flow. So I'm going to just use an example. Mm-hmm. So um, I was 18 when I met my ex-partner and um, that relationship lasted about four and a half years. And so in that four and a half years, we um, really battled some demons. He had um, severe depression. And so that was basically an example of where, you know, things went great for the first year or so. 
and then there were signs, right? And then you're like, no, nope, not gonna listen to them. We're just gonna, mm, we're gonna control the situation and we're gonna keep, keep, keep on trucking on. And looking again, because I journaled, um, you know, extensively of, of our relationship, and looking back to that little, you know, you know, 18-year-old, 20-year-old girl, it was just so much um, suffering and pain and anger and resentment. But you know, at the end of the day, like those were my life lessons, and so I really am grateful for that relationship. To um, as again, as painful as it was, I've really learned. Um, maybe not at the time because you know you're kind of going through it all you're really doing is survival and so what I really kind of want to touch on is mm -hmm. when a person is in survival mode you know they are just they don't really they don't have the capacity to look at the person and say you know I'm sorry for this this is what I've done it's just like a cycle right you mm -hmm. lash out you do this um you know and for the better part of of the partner I was with, he just, he really couldn't love himself. And so we couldn't really love each other. And that was a huge part of moving through the relationship. And, you know, it's been like almost 10 years now um, when I kind of discovered my self-love. And so when I was going through my self-love journey, I was like, oh my goodness, like this is how he must've felt. This is how he, you know? And so it was really like parallel to where we were together. You know, it was such a roller coaster and, um, mm -hmm. I, I really want to touch upon that because if anybody who's in like a relationship and they're just, they're really trying so hard, they're just fighting the signs or fighting this, you know, thinking you're going to change the person and it's really not changing the person. It's really following who you are. And if that means ending the relationship, then that has to be it. And so it did take about three and a half years to us finally, you know, waking up and saying, this isn't going to work for us. And, you know, up until then, it was a huge struggle. It was struggle after struggle. Um, nothing was coming through. I had financial stress. I was in university at the time, um, just a whole lot of stress. And so for him, that manifested as depression. Um, for me, it actually manifested as um, endometriosis. And so I'll get that in a bit. I'll get, get into that in too. I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and so let me just my thought and so basically um oh yeah okay so moving into from that relationship into um you know it's been 10 years we were together for four and a half years um and then that's kind of when we kind of ended the relationship that's when my now husband kind of came into the picture so um really going through working through um your traumas and your relationship issues and that kind of stuff you know it's almost like i was living a double life i was you know trying to heal from the past relationship but also you know trying to be the new girlfriend right trying to be like this like happy you know free spirited person and i really wasn't like i just you know and so it took about two two and a half years into that relationship with my now husband to really unpack all of that stuff and yeah. really learn to um, to heal from it. Mm -hmm. And so all of that kind of, you know, came to a halt 2016 when I was diagnosed with endometriosis. And so what that is, for anybody that doesn't know what it is, it's just um, excess tissue that's, or abnormal tissue that's grown um, in your uterus, outside it, kind of everywhere, really depending in, you know, depending where your, your reproductive organs sit. And so, the thing is, is there is no causation to that. There's no um, uh, no rhyme or reason as to how it develops, but you know there is lots of 
things you can do. There's like procedures. And so I did have a surgery, which was not successful. And so um, what that kind of led me to a more holistic approach. Like I was going to doctors and I was having, mm-hmm. um, and so like my symptoms of endo was basically, um, you know, like, you know, it's almost like kind of like Crohn's disease kind of thing. It's very much digestive issues, um, fertility issues, that kind of stuff. So actually that led me to, to find out Carly Ray in Saskatoon and she does um, holistic womb work. And so once we started working on the womb work, um, ironically, what kind of came up was all of the feelings, the emotions of my past relationship and my past lives. Um, because as wow. women, what I want to share and what I want to want, the point I want to touch on is for women, we hold our grief, our shame, um, resentment, all of that in our womb space. And so yeah. from um, my past relationship and even some, you know, some stuff from childhood and past lives, that stuff sat, it just sat there. And so yeah. when you do all this work, you know, you like shit comes up, you know, you're on the table, someone's yeah. working on you and you're just crying and you have no idea why. And yeah. you know, <laughs> this is why. So yeah. you know, that led me to again to find out this Carly Ray lady and mm-hmm. in the meantime I was going to acupuncture which is like traditional Chinese medicine and they really work on um like so if you have like an ache or pain in your body it's it's basically related to an emotional issue and I know some people are kind of think that's like well too woo woo but it really is and I'm a living experience of it because as I kind of moved through this work you know that was four years ago into today I actually am healed from my endo um I have wow yes I'm totally healed and but it's a lot of shit to go through I had a lot of work to do with um releasing all that stuff up so yeah you know to to kind of do a recap I've done you know body talk acupuncture womb work um and that's just a lot of stuff and and what I really want to say and and touch upon in regards to past lives is you know, anybody who's, um, has some sort of disorder or some sort of symptom of that manifests in the body, it's, it's merely in my experience anyways, I mean, this could be different for everybody, but especially in mine, um, lots of that stuff comes from past lives. So you bring that into your life and, you know, like a, a really good example is, um, is my past relationship. You know, I found out quite later on into into the relationship that you know he had like depressive thoughts when he was seven years old like that stuff doesn't come from this lifetime that doesn't come from you know when you're seven like what like what does that mean you know and so when I really got into it I was like wow like he's care he must be carrying burdens from past lives from stuff that's that's not tangible right like you can't see it um so it's crazy to know that that's that could be the case Um, absolutely so was this your first like foray into spiritual work then was all to do with like your endo which kind of created the need for this more spiritual work is is am am i right there yes okay yeah Yeah. very cool yeah and so you know it's almost like in hindsight where you you know look at like for me it was my past relationship before this one um how that manifested into going against what the universe is trying to tell us and it was just push pull you know suffering um compared pardon me compared to you know which manifested into 
you know, me not being able to express my emotions, which turned into endo. And um, now it led me to really reflect on that and have like compassion. So that's another piece I want to touch on is really having compassion for the people that, um, you know, perhaps were maybe misunderstood. You didn't communicate it right. You know, when you're trying so hard to survive, being in survival mode, um, you know, you're not going to act your true self. You are going to act, um, well, emotionally react. And so in the situations, I'm now through my healing, I'm now able to look at that relationship and others as well and say, you know what? It's okay. Like you are okay. I'm okay. You know, we were just trying to survive. We were just two people trying to, you know, make it in the world. And, um, I feel like that is like the perfect example of really having true compassion is to look at someone else and say, you know what? Um, it's okay. So, awesome. yeah, so all of that kind of led to, to this year and um, really kind of finding out I am intuitive and, and the spirit world is really um, such a great place to be in, you know, to, to really work with and to know I have a greater purpose in life. And so my, what my purpose is, and I've been finding this out through going to different practitioners, is my purpose is to um is to share and to teach and so um that's also why me quitting my my corporate life um i'm actually working toward obtaining my spiritual life coach certification so with that i believe that's just a start you know i'm 30 now i have like how many really great years ahead of me but um i really just want to like serve and help people in a different way i really am so grateful to be able to communicate with the other side and just really um, make a difference in people's lives. And just, you know, with me kind of sharing my story, um, it's been quite some time. It's been about two months since I've been not working. And, but although it's a full-time job working on yourself. And so a typical, <laughs> it is like a typical day is, you know, I took my daughter to daycare Mm -hmm. um, because we decided to keep her in daycare because she thrives in that environment. And so, um, really just, you know, take her to daycare. I come home, you know, read, write, educate myself, work on my course. I exercise. Like I just really, um, and in between all of those like stuff comes up. And so all of a sudden you can be watching TV and you're just like bawling your face off, right? Yeah. You are triggered by something and you don't know what it is, but you know, you need to feel it. And so another lesson that I've learned um, really in true healing is to not spiritual bypass. And so what that means is everyone thinks when you heal and you're like, oh, just think positive thoughts and you'll be happy and you'll like that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Like yeah. the hard part about this journey is feeling the feelings and, yeah. you know, with, again, with how you emotionally reacted in the past is to look at your inner child and to look at your past self and say, you know what, you know, this is just life. This it's okay that I acted this way and to really feel through the emotions. And then that transmutes to healing. And so you let go of that, you let go of whatever you're holding on to. And you can go on with your life and you can move on with your life. And so, um, again, for me, a big piece throughout all my journeys was self-love. And so my worth and that kind of plays into my career. So I'll kind of go back to my career for a second. And so again, all throughout my career was not heard, not seen. Um, and two days before I returned to work, my boss emailed me with a new salary um, adjustment. 
And that was an opportunity. That was my first time ever in my career where I was like, no, I'm not gonna stand for this. I am worth way more than mm -hmm. the number. Um, however, we all know that your job and your salary is not, you know, does not equal your, your self-worth, right? It's not, that's not, they don't correlate. Mm -mm. Um, I approached my boss. I said, you know what, um, Kelly, I just, I really can't accept this. Like, I really need you to, to work something out. I feel like I'm not being valued, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, that was my first kind of taste of really standing in my truth. So that was two days before my job or before I went back. And the day I went back, I had a full body experience after my boss told me she couldn't do anything about it. And she's like, well, you know what, Tannis, like we can maybe start a plan to see where you're going to go in the company. And I said, I've been there for four years. And I said, you know, I'm still here and I've proved myself. I said, I don't have, well, I would have to like prove myself, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, um, really what happened that evening was I had a full body experience and I, you know, was at first time in a long time, I had a panic attack. And I said, you know what, to my husband, I said, this isn't right. I said, I, if this mm -hmm. was the right decision, I wouldn't feel like this. And so that's another yes. sign of really like, that's how spirit communicates with you is you have those moments where you are in like the breakdown and you are fighting so hard. And typically the right decision is right in front of you, but you need it. You have to move past the discomfort portion. And mm -hmm. so that was when I realized, no, I need to choose differently. And I walked away from the corporate life and it wasn't just the corporate life. It was my old life. Like my whole, like, you know, two months ago seems forever to me. It's just such a, a lifetime ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a story. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I don't know, I guess there's a couple other points just to kind of wrap that up is, is basically, yeah. um, a big portion that's really helped me to kind of ground me into kind of really pulling this together is mm -hmm. human design. So human design is like a practice. Well, I wouldn't say it's a practice. It's more like a ideology, I guess. And so human design is based on a person's energy and how they're um, meant to work. So for me, I'm actually a projector and this means mm -hmm. the world in how I'm supposed to operate. Not really supposed to, but how my energy naturally operates. And gotcha. so as a projector, um, projectors are like the seers of the world. So they see things differently. They feel things differently. And this was very certain in my childhood where I would, you know, I would like get in trouble or something that I would just really, I would really feel it, you know, but that came, you know, that was basically throughout my childhood. And then, um, again, into friendships and relationships. Like I just, I just knew I like took things differently and I was a sensitive person. And so, um, the first person who actually confirmed I was a sensitive being was Sarah San. And mm. so that's a big portion. I'm actually forgetting of the story is, is shift into it has really radically changed my life. If I didn't have those ladies, I don't know where I would be. Like they are such, you know, um, important people in the world. And, I agree. um, you know, since kind of sharing my story a bit with people, a lot of people are kind of coming out and saying, oh my gosh, like I'm a sensitive person too. Like, what does this mean? And I want to say to them, like sensitive people are needed in today's world. And so as a projector, again, I take on other people's feelings, but I also need to transmute that into healing for them. Um, and also it's really waiting for invitations. And so what that means is people don't recognize your worth until you do or until 
projectors do. And so that's a huge pattern of how in my career, I wasn't being recognized because mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I deserved um, to be recognized. And so once I kind of finally, you know, ex on the, on the, you know, I'm not gonna take no shit from my previous jobs, that's when opportunities, <laughs> just in the last two months, started coming to me and I'm, you know, just really in flow. And um, I know it's kind of a lot of information with the human design piece, but I really feel like if people kind of, you know, are open to grasping the concept of human design and what that means for their energy type, because some people are built to, um, you know, work, like work longer than nine to five and they're not gonna burn out. Whereas for me, I struggled. Like if I, you know, put even extra, like a couple hours a day, like I just, it was just too much. And that's okay. Um, yeah. So for a day like me, or sorry, a typical day is, you know, me not, not running around trying to keep up with those individuals who are now working nine to fives. And I really feel like I don't want to be that person, you know, and it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's a really crazy journey. And um, yeah, it's a lot of information, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And well, and we can choose, can't we, you know, like something that none of us really realize, um, especially with kind of the structure that we're in, in today's society is that, um, is that, you know, your life can be a reflection of what you choose, um, you know, but it's not accepted um, to, for you to say like, I don't want to be a nine to five. I want to be you know, I want, I want to be this teacher. I want to help people grow and all of those sorts of things. And, and I'm going to do it my way, you know, and for, and, and for a lot of people, especially like you're, you're kind of like, you know, pull your bootstrap kind of people, they're going to be like, okay, but how are you going to make money at that? But what it really comes down to is that where you're going to create that, that value is in that energy exchange, you know, the exchange of, of your true essence, your true energy, you keep going with that and eventually there'll be an exchange, you know, and that, that is just my belief. Yeah. Anyway, so I digress, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. And I guess a big part of what I'm kind of leaving out is, um, you know, my first kind of question to my spiritual team was like, you know, cause we're talking about purpose in life and like, what's the purpose of, you know, suffering and that kind of stuff. And so my first question to them, well, what was COVID? Like, what is this, what, what does this mean? And like to the collective world. And so the answer that I kind of received, which I guess I, you know, maybe should have started with this, but it's, you know, COVID was no matter, you know, the suffering that happened, you know, it's, it's very, um, you know, tragic people that, that have passed on, but are suffering from the disease. But um, what, what I kind of been receiving was that COVID is that reset period. So just like, you know, in history, you've had like different types of viruses or flus or like the industrial revolution, like COVID was that kind of time to go inward um, as a collective all over the world. And it was like, you know, people really um, either chose to kind of, you know, numb themselves out, not feel their feelings, kind of really um, tried to control the situation or people like myself who had the time to process their old feelings, process what wasn't yeah. working um and kind of you know choosing to follow their intuition and follow like you know their 
follow their guidance, I guess is a better word to put it because we're always mm -hmm. being guided, right? It just depends if you choose yeah. to go with it or not. And typically if you don't go with it, um, if you choose not to, is because of um, control. Mm. Control, man. I used to control my life all the time. And, of course. you know, and I had plans and I was like, you know, if, if I weren't, you know, if there was supper time and we weren't at supper at five, it was just like, oh, it was chaos, you yeah. know? And then it's just nowadays, it's like, that's just not, um, like it's just not really a good a good flow of life yeah. if you're always trying to you know control and be up against the world um and so that's really what COVID was um spiritually basically um what that means in the spiritual world is basically it's just a reset period for people mm -hmm. to come out and so for me this really is my if you would say my public spiritually come out of the closet um love it right it really is i'm so ready man like i've been sharing with a lot of people close friends and you know i've been really making the effort to go out and in person and share in person and so now if anybody you know if anybody of my people who listen to this uh awesome it's <laughs> it's great it's just um this is kind of my new life and it's it's been wonderful but i do want to want to point out though it's doesn't come without its challenges and so what i mean by of that course. is you know people can say oh well that's great for you and you can do this and you know but what about your family what about your husband and so i really mm -hmm. want to touch upon you know tyler my husband he's just been really great um it's a lot for him uh mm -hmm. he's you know again with with his kind of way of life it's very different than what i've kind of been thrown into i guess or kind of growing into and he's just even though he doesn't really understand the whole picture he's very supportive and awesome. you know the decision for us to not be working right now wasn't taken lightly like it's not that we have like all the money in the world and great you can not work and be with your kids like no it's this is real life like you know i am choosing we are we are choosing this situation um or how should I, let me let me let me rephrase this we are choosing to be in this transition so that we can better ourselves and our kids and our future um right. you know so it's it's definitely not you know um what i would call a stereotypical kind of spiritual awakening where like you go to bali and you meditate and it's no it's really hard like it's been really hard this year for us with you know raising a newborn in a pandemic and you know me kind of finding out i'm intuitive and him kind of being like oh my goodness like like you said great but how are we going to survive how are we going to make money right yeah. and what i've been really learning to do is to just like trust and surrender and know that if i'm in flow in life and i'm you know speaking my truth and writing and that's a big portion too, is my writing. I will continue to do that. And I will be writing um, a couple of books as well. So look out for that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, that's how abundance finds you. That's really the, the law of manifestation is if you are true to yourself and you do, you are doing what naturally comes to you, um, life comes to you instead of fighting it and to control it. And so, you know, just for time's sake, I won't go into lot of examples but I've had loads of examples and tests and opportunities from the universe in the last year that really proved this point and so um I guess I'll kind of leave it at that it's a lot of information that I know I kind of throw at you and the people listening but it's it's really um like to recap you know I grew up in a small town you know I'm 30 years old um I really you know didn't ever, ever, never would have thought that this would um, be the opportunity that I would walk into. And I'm so grateful. And um, 
I guess, I guess another note I want to end on is when I was in grade 12, I did a drama, like I was in drama for four years. And I, in the drama that we did, it was the murder in the house of horrors. And I chose the character of a crazy psychic lady. So, <laughs> you know, just to like play a spoof on that, you know, and I'm like, thanks universe. Like you totally knew that I would be, I would own up to that. And I would really, not that I'm like a psychic or anything, but I, my soul called out. My soul yeah. called out when I was like even, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And you know what? Like something that came up for me, you know, when you said the Bali portion, like, you know, that it wasn't a typical spiritual awakening. I think that a typical spiritual awakening is nothing like the Bali thing. I think that a typical spiritual awakening is exactly what you're doing, you know, because when I asked for my spiritual awakening, I got cancer. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) right. So the long and short of it, I think is that a true awakening generally comes through some form of discomfort. So yeah, no, I think that's beautiful. So, okay. So I wanted to, kind of just reiterate a few things that you had said that I thought were really pertinent, um, kind of the steps that you took. So when confronted with the endometriosis and all of those sorts of things, which kind of sounds like that was maybe the, the first kind of soiree into this transition, um, that you, you utilized things like um, that that made you uncomfortable. Um, so like womb healing and all of those sorts of things. It was new. It was different. It was scary. Um, but you persevered and stood in your truth. You know, this felt right. So you kept doing it. Um, I love that you said you utilized journals throughout kind of your process. And then that helped you to... Um, uh, get out everything that you needed to get out um, in a way that you could get out of your own brain, out of your own head, and just like have it flow onto the pages. And even you surprised yourself reading back in your journal entries, like, oh my God, I wrote that. Something that you kept saying, which I thought was beautiful, is your gratitude for the discomfort. You know, like over and over again, you found gratitude for how it changed you and how it was making you better, even in the process, which I think was huge. Uh, Again, following your own authenticity. Let's see. So through your pain, you found compassion for the people who had hurt you in your life, forgiveness for them, forgiveness for yourself and compassion for yourself. And lastly, you entered into your purpose courageously. You know, so so the steps I'm hearing is kind of and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you felt the you felt the discomfort, you persevered into self-exploration, you found gratitude for the discomfort, and finally you forgave yourself, had compassion for yourself and for others, and continued to courageously be authentic. Am I right? 
That is a wonderful recap. Yes. I wish I could have told it in that way. <laughs> no, it, you did it. You told it in an excellent way. Like I'm only just, I'm the note taker here. <laughs> so, okay. So throughout this journey, which was multiple years, do you feel there was one thing that could potentially help somebody in a similar situation to help to 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 go through um in a way that might have a little bit more joy and ease or do you think that this process needed to happen authentically as it did um i think it happened as it as it should have happened um however mm-hmm. i guess the big portion of of what i would call my kind of catalyst of transformation would be to really um again sit with your feelings and so a prime example of this would be um you know throughout the years i would have like triggers with my husband but it wasn't really wasn't him at all it was about past relationships past friends you know what have you and in that moment you know because i kind of became as i became more aware i realized it was never about the present situation it was about what had happened in the past you know you know how that is right yes. and um instead of you know in previous years i would like excuse myself cuz i would feel like an emotional like an emotional release coming on or i would just you know cry you know i would like have like silently tears down my face and i would like go to the bedroom and cry and my mm-hmm. husband would be like well like what um <laughs> but you know the moment i chose to not do that and chose to just like sit there and have him right because that you're being vulnerable you're sitting there and your husband's like what what's going on with you like what why are you crying you know yes. and i and that and then that that's when the shame comes in where you're like well you have to like kind of kind of have to like explain why you're feeling what you're feeling and why i guess you really have to explain i mean i i felt the call to so i did um mm-hmm. but that's really what i would tell people is if you ever have those like emotional reactions where you are feeling grief you are feeling shame you are feeling um like anger right if you're having a fight with your spouse or your partner or um like whoever and they're just like not getting it they are not understanding you um yeah you know sit there feel it and then kind of work through it and i know that seems really vague but that that really is what kind of moved me through um trying to hide everything right you're trying to like put up this wall but have an authentic relationship with your partner well i mean that doesn't work right like it's like you can't yeah. really have a life right so, it's really being true to yourself and being vulnerable and being open and i really love Brené Brown when she talks about being vulnerable mm-hmm. because that's really what it is you are putting yourself out there you are everyone has baggage everyone has stuff and you bring into your next friendship your next this and you're going to be triggered by those things um mm-hmm. but just learn to 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 sit in the discomfort and i know um I a lot that. of the great teachers like um can't think of his name now Deepak Chopra he talks mm-hmm. about it um Sahara Rose talks about that I know you talk about that a lot so it's just it it's real it's you know that's that would be my my one and only kind of like just gotcha. speed track you to the the journey of healing yeah right right don't run feel yeah. i love that okay so um how can people find you i know that um you haven't started your physical business yet um but you're wanting to uh move into books and to spiritual life coaching and those sorts of things so for 
for to for people to hear this and then um, want to connect with you to follow along with your journey, how can they find you? Um, right now, just my personal Facebook page. So just perfect. Kind of see. Um, I do have Instagram. Honestly, I'm not really active on it. I mean, I started to share a little bit about my journey, but like not a mm-hmm. lot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just personal Facebook for now, man. I mean, I can't wait to see what I'm going to create. So stay tuned. To be continued. Yes, I love it. Very cool. So I'll link that. And then I'm also going to link Shift Into It because we've talked a lot about them. Yes. And they are an amazing counseling service and they do Zoom calls and they are global if they need if they need to be. So yeah, um, an excellent way to get your standard counseling mixed in with um, your intuitive counseling mediumship and all of those sorts of things. So I'll make sure to link them as well. So I just want to thank you for all of your amazing, brave vulnerability and allowing people to listen into your story and learn something from it because what it really comes down to is what is most vulnerable is most general. You know, maybe somebody listening to this is dealing with something similar, but it's maybe not intuition, but it's so similar and they can hear something in this. Or maybe it is to intuition and they can hear something from this. But what it is is that today you have helped somebody you know, and maybe multiple somebodies. So that is really beautiful, um, as well as helping yourself and uh, opening up and as you say, spiritually coming out of the closet. (laughs) So everybody now you know, Tannis is intuitive. I love it. I think it's beautiful. And we all are in some way, shape or form. So thank you so much. I know I ramble, I didn't really ramble, but I just, it's kind of like my first kind of, you know, go at sharing the story publicly. And so um, when I would share it with my, my close friends and, and family, it would be like the, the two minute version. Maybe yeah. Minute version. I don't know how long we're recording, but this is definitely not the five minute version. So I really, yeah. <laughs> I to really kind of listening through that. I, I just need to, um, to get it out. So yeah. That's, that's what this platform is for, is for transformation and transformation does not happen in four minutes. So (laughs) you got it. Okay. So, um, I'm going to end this portion of the call here and then we can chat a little bit afterwards. But, uh, again, I just want to thank you so much for being on the podcast and I am so excited to put this out there and have people hear it and everything like that. So thanks again, Tanis. Awesome. Thank you, Christine. What an excellent, excellent transformational story. Thank you so much to Tanis for sharing and for gifting us with so many little tidbits of golden knowledge there, so many nuggets, and for being so vulnerable and showing us that you truly can be authentic to yourself. You truly can allow who you are to fill you up and to mirror that in your life and how it can beautifully benefit you when you decide to make the decision to allow the real you to come through. So thanks again, Tannis. And I hope that you found this episode interesting and educational. And I hope that you go out today and live free. Thanks so much, everybody.
Thank you so much for listening. If you found expansion with this last episode, then that means that others will too. And the best way to get the word out about the podcast is by leaving a review. I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review and let me know how you felt about the podcast. Included in the show notes will be everything that we talked about today, including all of my transformative programs. Change is just on the horizon, my friend.